Okay, folks, our next guest on the Irish NFL show. been great to have a few uh, gal lads on over the last few months. We're delighted to welcome in uh, Owen Murphy, obviously plays for Glenmore, but obviously a, a four-time All-Ireland champion with Kilkenny in the Hurling. Owen, uh, very, very warm welcome to the Irish NFL show. How, how's the form? Yeah, thanks very much. For, uh, form is good. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. So, um it's always great to, to come on and talk about the NFL because yeah, big follower now to be honest. And um, yeah, it, it's funny when you, when you say that you're an Irish NFL fan, people are just like, oh yeah, you just sit down and maybe watch a game on a Sunday. But uh, no, it takes a little bit more than that now. I think, um, especially with the time difference. Absolutely, um, but it, it is nice Owen, to have somebody uh, into the uh, into the hurling. Given that um, you know I have a, a Tyrone man and a Dub on the the show, and I'm from Cork, so Kenny have broken my heart many a time. But t- tell us a little bit because we know you're a, a Ravens fan. But like, talk to us. This was how you got into the sport and and how you found yourself being a Ravens fan. How I got into the sport, really, when when we first sort of got the the Sky Sports uh, sub at home, I think it was maybe two thousand and two ish, two thousand and three, and that's when it really would have been kicking off. Well, maybe it was just because I was getting a little bit older and sort of get to the stage where you have your own interests and things as well. And I think it was, I can't remember exactly what channel it was. Was it Channel Four, Channel Five? But you used to have a, a midweek NFL show and it used to show all the highlights and sort of like the red zone, but uh, much more condensed, like over an hour, an hour and a half, I think it was. And that's where I really got into it and just loved the whole um, the show element to it. And I suppose how I got into the Ravens, it was a couple of years after the first Super Bowl win, but um, Ray Lewis would have been just a big personality at that time. So that was somebody I was drawn to and a couple of, couple of big characters back then, and uh, but mainly Ray Lewis, to be honest. So um, followed him, followed him since then through through Tick and Tin. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a decent couple of years, the last, last few years, just hopefully we can uh, keep, um, you know, maybe get a couple of playoff wins would be good. I was actually quite lucky on I was over in Baltimore there in December for the Green Bay game and that that ending Harbour trying to go for two and and do you know what you know t- taking away from that game um I was very impressed with the organization the stadium is pretty cool um yeah. and it's a huge statue I mean you've seen it this yeah. huge statue of Ray Lewis and yeah and obviously, yes and it, I yeah. felt like he was literally standing there looking at me have, have you had the chance to go to to just sort of fly over to Baltimore for a game or anything or? yeah I've, I've been lucky I've been there twice to be honest um we were on a um a Kilkenny team holiday back in 2019 and it was down in Orlando but um yeah just you know I said the fact that it was over there that far and we we're lucky enough here in Kilkenny we have a connection with UPMC who's actually University Pittsburgh Medical Center. They're the guys, uh, the Rooneys and the Pittsburgh Steelers and that. Um, so at that time in 2019, went there. They were playing the Steelers. Uh, managed to sort of swing the few contacts we have here. There's a guy from Glenmore's high up in UPMC and he got me tickets. And similar enough, actually, a couple of weeks ago, myself and uh, my, well, fiance now, I was going to say girlfriend, geez, she would have killed me. But um, yeah, we were over in New York and we, we, we traveled down actually for the last regular season game. So that was that was heartbreaking, just uh, yeah, an overtime loss. But um, I'm not so sure whether the Ravens would have done much. I just don't think they had the the depth in the squad or 
not even the depth, but uh, obviously they have a 53 man squad, you know, for, to play the game. But I just don't think they had the quality there to do anything in the playoffs, to be honest. But uh, um, you mentioned there, Michael, about the the two points try against the Packers, like, and just the way the season was going with the injuries, they needed to win those games. Like they had to go for those sort of things, um, just because they were just hanging on by a string with with, with the with the injuries they had, to be honest. Yeah, the the injuries this year. I, I, you know, I we've seen teams have bad injuries, but I'd never seen anything quite like uh, what the Ravens experienced. But I suppose um, I'm interested in uh, on in your take on on Harbaugh and given um, you know he he it's an interesting one because from the outside you look at it and he's had two losing seasons in like a decade in in Baltimore. But there was some talk of, a few years ago that the the Ravens might move on from from him. Um, obviously that didn't happen, but what are your thoughts on Harbaugh as a head coach? Yeah, around, around that time, I think where you're referring to, it would have been maybe the year before they drafted Lamar Jackson. And like, it, what I actually really find funny about the Lamar Jackson thing is about 31 teams passed on him. But like, people forget that the Ravens passed on him, you know, at number 16, 17 and drafted Hollywood Brown before Lamar Jackson. So, you know, uh, the Ravens did actually pass on him as well, I suppose, um, at the same time. But, you know, I think they, they really went all in um getting Lamar Jackson then they knew they probably had to shift away from from Joe Flacco just things weren't working out and um you know I suppose uh to show how much of a loyal Raven fan loyal Ravens fan I am I have a Joe Flacco jersey so um I deserve some credit for that but uh at that time yeah just you know it's like once in a generational player will change a franchise and you look at joe burrow what he's doing with the bengals now they just seem to be looking down and out maybe for for the last um for the last five or six seasons and it was it was a case of that the ravens and steelers could look at that as taking two wins that nearly two guaranteed wins every year but um you know i just think going going all in and lamar jackson is really um probably revigorated the franchise then as well like coming out of that Ray Lewis Joe Flack era and after winning the last Super Bowl and I still don't think they're too far away um like I know the credit goes to Eric DaCosta as well about a um the 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 roster that he builds up but like um Harba has to have a say in that as well and like it wasn't you know it's only eight months ago we'll say last summer practically that they probably had the 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 strongest depth in each position you know across any of the nfl teams and then just as we mentioned then just being pure injury ravaged this year just sort of you know feels like a little bit of a lost season but um you know i i think um they certainly probably this year to be honest column is going to be under more pressure because it's just that expectation those players are coming back and you know um they'll have to make up for lost time and um yeah i i, I think this season he's going to be under a, a lot of pressure um you know certainly going to have to make probably a deep run into the playoffs you've touched on lamar there a wee bit and um and look Seeing Tyler Huntley play in the flesh, I mean, this guy, like for a backup quarterback, it's it's not a bad option to have at the minute. Do you think there's any situation or any realization maybe in the next couple of years where you could maybe see, say, if Lamar got injured, God forbid, touch wood, it doesn't happen, but if he got injured again next season, do, do you think there's a situation where if Tyler Huntley comes in and plays well again or plays decently well again, mm. that questions might start to be asked about maybe the future at that, at that position to the Ravens? 
I think they're probably being asked now because of the way he's played in, in the last couple of games of the season when um, Lamar went down with the ankle and he was missing for that period of four to five games, really. And yeah, like I, I've seen him playing against the Steelers that last game, as mentioned, and like the conditions were horrendous. And I'm not too sure if the television cameras did it justice, but it was downpour for the whole first half and the second half when you know um when it stopped raining he was probably a little bit more he had a little bit more poise about him than than big ben actually and maybe that's just because of his mobility he was able to move around the pocket as well um but uh yeah i, I do think there's going to be questions asked there's going to be a big off season for the ravens probably because they're you know they're going to have to pay lamar um you know um I'd be hoping that it'll be somewhat maybe a team-friendly contract. He'll still certainly be a top 10 paid quarterback. Uh, Probably still deserves it, to be honest. But I'm just hoping that they can build around him as well. Like the the weapons, like you'll have J.K. Dobbins coming up if he's another good season. He's going to be looking for a contract, and you know Mark Andrews after being paid big, Marlon Humphrey, Peters. There, there's there's a number of other guys after being paid before Lamar. So there's only so many times you can dip into the well, and um, you know they need a number one wide receiver. I don't think Hollywood Brown is that is that to be honest. Um, Rashad Bateman is is going to be an interesting one if he can be held get a healthy off season. What he's going to do next year but um yeah it'll be an interesting one he's he's certainly not a bad backup i know i sort of spun off there about where he's going to be paid a big contract and i just i just hope um yeah he's he's uh as much of a team player as he lets off on social media and in interviews and everything like that as well and uh, he can leave some for the rest of the players well, and I, I suppose I'm interested in, um, you know, your per- perspective as somebody who's played under Brian Cody, you know, an absolute legend of the game. And I think you're probably looking at, you know, Cody, Belichick and Ferguson as the kind of guys who have this incredible longevity, this incredible success. And I was looking up, I knew you were coming on. So I think Brian Cody's win percentage as Kilkenny manager is uh, 74% and Bill Belichick is uh, 72% in his time in, in New England. But like for just for players, um, you know, what's it like to to play kind of under kind of that kind of legendary figure? And, you know, we we all know, I suppose, like the public persona, but like but behind the scenes, you hear the way players talk about Belichick and, and the love they have for him. Uh, you know, and I, I, the same when we hear guys talk about playing on, under Cody. But can you just talk to us, I suppose, a little bit about playing under a, a manager? And I suppose it's interesting having, you know, an athlete on who is playing under a figure like that. Yeah, um, it's it's an interesting one because, as you mentioned, look, maybe the, the media persona that he gives off um but certainly he's um been a hugely influential person in i suppose in my playing career because he brought me in and you know when i went in first like it wasn't a case that i would have been a prodigy in any way shape or form absolutely by no means to be honest but um you know and wouldn't have made underage teams up to minor as well and even at that it was probably a little bit of a shot in the dark you could say maybe so uh, look he recognized something in me that 
numerous managers before didn't and you know so um but like w- what he's done himself as a, as a as a player like he doesn't ask you you know to do anything that he wouldn't have done himself so like that certainly means something um you know and you know if you put in the work in the background you're unseen things the train the gyms and stuff like that you are going to get a chance you get a crack at it so i think players do appreciate that that it's a case of you're 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 just because it's your first year or 10th year or whatever it is it's what once it's um you know it's a clean slate when you turn back in for for the preseason and you know i think that keeps people fresh then as well you know so if you don't have that you know if you don't have that energy and that freshness going in I don't think it's too much use, but he brings that every single year, which is incredible. Similar enough with Belichick. He just absolutely loves it. And, um, you know, he's he's built up, I suppose, uh, another formidable force there uh, again, like in, in New England. And it'll be an interesting one to see how Mac Jones um, uh, plays in his second year just under under Belichick, but albeit missing Mac Daniels. So, um, yeah, look, it's they're, they're two interesting characters and um you know so that's that's all i'll say on that but he's he's been great to me i honestly couldn't speak a bad word about him um you know um but yeah no signs of stopping anyway just because uh colin got the cody thing and i'm gonna have to fire mickey harstein in there as well and just move on very quickly as well i'm, I'm only messing obviously <laughs> legends lads legends and uh Oh, and we had, we've been lucky to have like Polly Clifford, Dean Rock and all on. We were saying to Polly a few months ago about like, could you actually imagine having a seven month off season in the gala? Like, no club, no champo, nothing. Like, I mean, it'd be a bit mad, wouldn't it? I mean, it must be, it must be very difficult to, I mean, you, you've obviously got less of an off season there, but it must be very difficult to not just stay in shape, but keep the fitness up. And I'd yeah. say by the time that the, that the league comes around that you're just champing to go, yeah yeah um the way i suppose it's it's the ga is obviously much more difficult it has to juggle practically you know um i have to be really careful here because it's it's still the same organization like the ga it's obviously all under the umbrella but the way things have gone it's like you have you know you have the club element and you have the county element and you have to try marry those and in my opinion i think having the split season it just it suits and i know from you know, talking to the guys at home and um, engaging with them, they much prefer because they know when they're going to have their games. Like, and it was always just that thing of, you know, whenever the inter-county team finishes, you know, their championship, well, then that's when the club season starts. But you're like, how long is a piece of string? It was just, it was so hard to keep guys interested. So you couldn't blame guys for going away in the summer, going away, traveling, do whatever they want to do. Um, But I just think now it, it, it's, um yeah, it's much more manageable. But the seven-month off-season, no, to be honest, I couldn't. Um, You know, it's 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 great now, but I think it's probably getting to the other end now where you're going to have inter-county players are just going to be completely burnt out because we're playing in a, such a short window. It, the, I'm not too sure the way the football season is, but like I know from the hurling season, if we make the league final or the league semi-final, we'll say for argument's sake, it's three weeks to championship. If we make the league final, we only have one spare weekend to championship. So like that prep, like it's just all the games are so, so condensed. And, um, you know, so it'll be whoever will stay probably injury free. Similar enough, like to the NFL season, it's just game after game. So if you just get a couple of bad run of injuries, unfortunately, you know, it, it just might derail your season. And that's just the way things are, um, you know, so, um, yeah, 
look, it's it's uh, but no, look, the seven one thing. Hey, listen, if I was getting paid a couple of million dollars, uh, yeah, absolutely, I'd take eight months off then if that was the case. Yeah, it's it, it's a funny one because obviously the the headline figures for some of the guys are that the mega bucks, and then you've got guys you know struggling just to 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 get onto to the roster. But hmm. um, on I suppose you you've sp- spoken a little bit about the Ravens and the injuries they've had, and obviously Lamar's contract situation. But we're coming up to free agency and and the draft, and you know I'm just interested in your thoughts. Maybe does not even particular players, but are there um you know positions where you'd like to see the Ravens address and, and strengthen this offseason? Well, certainly in free agency, in my opinion, I, who I think they need to bring back is probably Marcus Peters as well. I know there's been, well, he's not going to be a free agent, sorry, but he's coming into his last year of contract and their talks of being caught and it's saving, I think maybe four and a half million, but then there's 10 million in, in um that's going to be dead cap. So in my opinion, I, I just, don't see how that can make sense because he is a big game player um you know and do you draft a rookie cornerback then in the hope that he's going to be you know an a plus draft pick like you know so uh and certainly the way that the nfl has gone now such a pass happy league you need to have two top class corners and i just think himself and humphrey um you know they they complement each other to be honest um where i'd like to see probably in the draft it certainly be safety um and then on the offensive line it, that that needs to be sorted as well it's just reading an article before i come on i think Villeneuve is going to potentially retire or be cut. Um, that's going to save a couple of million in cap space. Um, so, yeah, look, um, offensive line, safety, maybe cornerback, I think. Um, you know, it could be an argument made for offensive line and defensive line. Just, you know, I suppose strength the, the, the trenches really because you look at the, the lack of sacks this year, actually, it was probably uh, another factor. Okay, we got key injuries on cornerback and things like that and uh, on the secondary. But um, if you can't get after the quarterback, it doesn't matter who you actually have as, as um, you know, in, in the secondary. It doesn't make a difference. They'll, they'll eventually get open. Um, and that's exactly what Joe Burr done against the Ravens we just weren't able to get after him so it's simple as um you know it, it, yeah it's it, it this this probably will be the biggest off season of of Harbaugh's career um you know well probably since drafting Lamar Jackson making that decision but certainly with 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 the cost I think you know those decisions what do they pay Jackson are they going to keep Peters you know, um, as I said, like they've paid big bank for 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 Mark Andrews and Marlon Humphrey and and that as well. So there's just there's only so much that can go around. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah. Look, where where do I stop? Sure. Look, if 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 you're telling me, I maybe pick a wide receiver actually in in the first round as well. So give give Lamar some more help. To be honest. Drake London, let's see here. Only only two months yeah. in the draft. Like everyone always gives out all oh, here seven months, but it flies in. Like before yeah. you know it, you'll be sitting uh championship over and sure or the, exactly the Ireland is over and we're back into the to, to the late nights. Uh look, so, and you know what I won't say on this because some people, especially on Ireland of Ireland, right, that you know, maybe don't watch the NFL. They're always like, Oh, sure, look, it's slow or it, it's something like this, 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 and it's not competitive. 
it's probably the most like it's one of the most competitive sports out there because you've seen like we've all seen this year a Bengals team got to the Super Bowl after being nowhere two years ago and my god your Ravens are in one hell of a division you got the mm. Steelers that need a quarterback the Ravens that could come back next year really with the talent that they have yeah the Browns we don't know what's going on with Baker and it, you must have been a sick man seeing the Bengals get to the Super Bowl as someone <laughs> in your division or or were, were you happy for them in that sense um <laughs> look Joe Burrows he's a very likable guy to be honest um so uh yeah it, it was because when there's like that type of a talent coming out of college i don't follow the college too much until it gets to you know the championship games and then they're talking about you know the top picks of the draft and things like that and then it's coming into now where really they're talking about the combine and different things so um i, I don't follow the college game enough to know who's going to be you know, midway through a season, who's going to, you know, be a top NFL player, to be very honest with them. So, um, but Burrow was just one of those players that he he had a highlight reel for LSU, to be honest. So, uh, and I just thought he was a likable guy coming out from there. Baker, not so much. Um, yeah, don't know what it is. Never warmed to him. Um, you know, and I, I'm delighted for Odell Beckham that he went and, and, and won a ring actually in, in LA because, uh, yeah, of all the stuff and he was made out to be the trouble baker. Maybe he was. Look, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just uh, because I don't like Baker. But it's going to be, yeah. Um, the thing is, look, I suppose you, uh, the division, you know, obviously a couple of years ago it was basically if you could stay ahead of the Steelers you know you, you'd more than likely win the win the NAR, AFC North but um, now with the Bengals they just seem to be because of the cap space they have and the younger players that they've drafted that are still on rookie contracts they're going to pay big you know uh, to try to get back there again so um, it's going to be an interesting one um, free agency will be uh, as was mentioned just yet to see who the Ravens caught I, I just think that's going to be vital to be honest um, on, on how um, how next year goes I think Peters needs to stay my opinion but again you know that's 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 my opinion that's why you pay the big bucks to, to Costa and these guys Oh, and you, you had the, the good fortune of playing with one Henry Shefflin. And, uh, you know, I, I suppose um, for the, the Ravens, you have Justin Tucker. And, and what I take from that is two guys who, you know, absolutely phenomenal, potentially the best ever to, to do it. And what's it like for, for a team and, and as, a, as a Ravens fan to, to, you know, to know that if you're in a pivotal position or you're reliant on it, that that player will likely come true, you know, 99.9 times out of 100. Yeah, it is. It's a, you know, it's a huge, I won't say a fallback or anything like that, but, you know, if somebody, um, like the percentage figure that you just mentioned there, like if he's just basically, if there's going to be placing the ball and games on the line, you know, if it's draw a game one point down, if it's whatever to, to, to kick a field goal, 66 yards, whatever it was, like that was outrageous. I was watching it on red zone, to be honest. Um, yeah, and it was just ridiculous. And, um, you know, they, they the Ravens, like they call him automatic tuck so uh yeah but um you know it, it it just seems to be that they're getting so like the likes of tucker now you can see his value and okay i know the ravens went for whatever however many two points this year 
Um, but like I, I think just as I mentioned earlier on, I think they had to go for those to actually try win the game because I'm not too sure if they would have if it went to overtime. Uh, yeah, you're, you're depending on winning a toss and holding, you know, Rogers out again, and you know you're trying to hold Rams out, and you know it just yeah, I, I think that would have been you know a serious task. But the likes of Tucker, um, you can see his value now. The amount of PATs are missed. The amount of like as we're looking at the game as you know high stool watchers as we call it um you know and they're missing 25 yard field goals like you know it's 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 ridiculous and you see the chargers for years like under um under rivers like he was always getting them so close and it just seemed to be the kicker that let him down so you know you see the value there and now he's retired and he's he's never i think it was it one championship game he's been to i think if even um you know for a supposedly hall of fame player like so um yeah and he's just relying on that one guy so um you know and then look at look at the bengals with mcpherson you know and how valuable he was through the playoff run and the last couple of games coming into the end of the season so um you know i i think just the those highly skilled players the kickers Obviously, you just need to have a, um, a top-class wide receiver, an actual wide receiver, one that you can go to um, as well. Like, you know, those guys, just the value in those now, you need to pay them big. Oh, and just a, a final question. What we love to do in this show, especially at this point in the year when we're sitting with the Siberian months ahead with no NFL, is to get some content. I'm only joking. But finally for me, London. Uh, the Saints, a partner playing in London. They could be, they could, and this this may not happen. Just a complete disclaimer, but just in case it does, we'll clip it up and put it out on the day it's announced. Could you? I mean, I, I can imagine you'd be a very happy man if you were sitting maybe in October. The All Ireland's over. You had you've had your fifth in the bag, and you're watching the Ravens play the uh, playing the Saints uh, in Tottenham. Would you take it and run? Would you be a happy man if it happened? Absolutely, I take your hand off here now. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> and please God, with the club, we'd be in a deep run at that stage too. Normally, the uh, the London games sort of come around with the they clash with the club season here in Kilkenny. So, um, we, we're up senior now after winning the intermediate last year. So, I'd be very happy if we were still in that latter stages and it was clashing with it. Um, but I wouldn't want to jinx it. Uh, I was over, can't remember how many years ago now it was. Ravens played Jacksonville in Wembley. And they beat us 43-7, I think. And that was the Blake Bortles Jaguars. So, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I won't hold any hope, to be honest. Uh, albeit the last two games I've seen the Ravens were much, much better, to be honest. I, I still actually haven't got to see Lamar Jackson play in the flesh because um, the year that I... We, we, 2019, they were after... They were 13-2. and two, They were after clinching the number one seed at this stage. Um, so Robert Griffin III actually played the game, whole game. Didn't get Jackson wasn't even togged out. And then obviously this year, I was hoping I was like, look, because you're looking at all the other permutations. So it's like, okay, right, Jacksonville maybe baiting the coals. Yeah, look, but it, it ended up happening. But you're thinking, oh, slim chance. But like, they need to win this game. If they bait the Steelers, going to put themselves in the position. And I just thought by divine intervention, Jackson will come back. But uh, no, still haven't seen him playing. So that's that's certainly going to be on the list and. Uh, it'll have to be stuck into a holiday, whether, whether um, Grania likes it or not, to be honest. 
Well, fingers crossed that you, you will get to see him, uh, you know, in the 2022 season, whether that's in uh, December or potentially even in the uh, the postseason, you know, if the, the Ravens, I think, could could be there or thereabouts. But you've been really generous with your time on. We want to thank you for joining us on the Irish NFL show. Wish you good luck for the uh, the upcoming season uh, with, with Kay Kenny and... Um, I'm sure there'll be some uh, some great games, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll welcome you back. And you never know, maybe the Ravens will be playing in London. Yeah, please God, listen. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Loved it. Oh, and thanks a million. And the great thing about doing this pre-recorded is to break this. I'm not breaking news anymore when this because like Tony Jefferson has just signed with the Ravens just seconds ago. So you're you're happy, man. Oh, and th- thanks a million. Man. Interested? Yeah, Jesus right. I turned the phone on the ground actually, so I haven't seen the notification. So it was like, right, <laughs> you know, on it. The fact it's live here, so it was like, right, I don't phone buzzing, but uh, no, that's that's good. Look, experience as well, but um, yeah, certainly uh, whether he can last a, a seventeen game season that remains to be seen too. Oh, and thanks a million. Man. Yeah, thanks guys. Cheers on.